Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. One quarter, 25% of women of perimenopause and menopause age are not regularly attending cervical screening appointments, according to new research. And we did talk about menopause last week, but of course, this is certainly a very, very concerning situation. And to talk to is Dr. Quiva Hartley, who we've spoken to on the show many times before. Good afternoon to you, Dr. Quiva Hartley. How are you doing now? Good to talk to you. Good. Now, you are obviously, uh, well, you would be our expert when it comes to menopause because we spoke to you about menopause before. And why is it particularly that 25% of women of menopause or perimenopause age are not attending their, their appointments? Yeah, I think it's great to highlight this because it's, it's obviously a really important issue. And we know cervical screening is um, so important and can be life-saving. And I think really the reason that this becomes an issue around menopause is because of the changes that we see happen with vaginal tissue. So we see things like, you know, vaginal tissue can get drier. It can be more painful to have your, your, cervical, your cervical smear taken. And I think that can really be off-putting for some women. And probably a lack of, um, I think, communication maybe from healthcare providers and um, making sure that women know when they're due their cervical smear or who's eligible to have a cervical smear. So I think it's probably multifactorial, but really important. So this, this particular research kind of is for, for women between 45 and 65 particularly. And is there also a case of maybe, I'm not saying a lack of education, but maybe of understanding where people think once I get, Asher, once I get the menopause, I'm not at risk anymore. Or sure, that's not for me. Now that's for the younger ones. Or is there that kind of mentality as well in some people's heads? Oh, definitely. I think, say, women who've maybe had a hysterectomy or have had surgery to have their womb removed um, are often unclear as to whether or not they need to continue cervical screening. Women whose periods have stopped, like you pointed out, they'll often think, maybe I don't need cervical screening anymore, maybe I'm not at risk of cervical cancer. The onus is really, that's on us, I think, to make Mm -hmm. sure that that is communicated effectively, that we have explained to someone, you know, you need to continue cervical screening and how often they need to go and what their screening process might be like. And I think the onus is also on us as healthcare providers to ask someone how they found their last cervical smear. Was it comfortable? Was it uncomfortable? Was it painful? And what can we do to make that process a little bit easier? Okay, so if I'm a woman and I'm over the age of 45 and I haven't had any contact recently from anybody offering me an appointment, what should I do if I have a little bit of concern or want to just put my mind at ease? What's the best way to go about it? Just go to your own GP, I suppose. Yeah, two options. You can absolutely go to your GP and your GP can check for you and you can sort of talk through when was your last smear and are you due another the other option is to go to cervicalcheck.ie who have a brilliant website and you can put in your PPS number and date of birth and they will often be able to tell you whether or not you're due uh, your next cervical check. Okay, and there's no charge? No, it's free. It's all covered. Um, it's all covered by Cervical Check. Itself, and and how often free. should women attend, even over the age of 45, how often should women attend uh, to have a, a check? How often should that check be done? Yeah, so we screen women from the age of 25 to 29 every three years if their screening tests are normal. And then from 30 up to 65, it's every five years, again, if, if their screening test is normal. Some women need more frequent screening for various other reasons or if they've had an abnormal test in the past. Okay. But again, that should all be explained to the woman at the time. All right. And, and you believe the concerns that most women would have is because of vaginal dryness and stuff like that. They think that it's going to be more painful. Is it more painful, generally speaking, for, for women who may have those issues with menopause? Yeah, it can be. And I think one of the interesting things from that survey that they showed is that 
one of the main reasons that women might opt out of cervical screening is anticipation of it being uncomfortable or painful. Those changes that we see when we lose oestrogen with menopause that make our, our vaginal tissue change and, and the, the pH changes, the tissue itself becomes thinner um, and drier and that all often accounts for why a cervical smear, for example, or a pelvic exam might be more uncomfortable, might be more painful. But there's actually loads that we can do as healthcare providers. But the conversation needs to happen so that we know the patient is having issues at all. And, and again, that's on us, I think. To and, bring I, and, up. and I assume your GP or the person taking the test would under, have an understanding of that and would use the appropriate action, I suppose, to make that less painful. Definitely, yeah. So yeah. I think once once we're aware there's an issue there, um, you know, I think the environment where you have your smear is really important. It should be a warm room. It should be somewhere that's comfortable and private. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use, when we're doing a cervical smear, we use what's called a speculum, which is a little kind of soft and a plastic device. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come in different sizes. So using smaller speculums, for example, can be really small, simple change that can make cervical screening a lot more um, comfortable. We use gels and lubricants. Same idea can make, you know, screening a lot more comfortable. But often one of the major kind of um, interventions that we have at our disposal is if, again, if we're aware someone has found screening difficult in the past or painful, we introduce some low-dose vaginal oestrogen. So it's not HRT because it stays very localised to the vaginal tissue, but a few weeks even of using oestrogen can be really, really beneficial to the vaginal tissue and can make a huge difference in terms of comfort for the smear. And a final question, a couple of weeks ago there we were talking about menopause, um, you know, obviously reminding women again of to make sure you go to your doctor if you feel that you have any of the symptoms or the signs of menopause or perimenopause. But there was, the question was has arisen uh, of the shortage of HRT uh, in Ireland currently at the, moaning. Is that, at the moment. Is that something that you're experiencing? Yeah, we're seeing a load of this and it's really frustrating and hard to understand exactly why it's happening. I've heard loads of different theories on why, you know, HRT shortages are happening, maybe because um, demand is now starting to outstrip supply. I don't well, maybe know. I think we're just becoming more educated as a society, Absolutely, women, and, yeah. and looking after ourselves, I suppose. Really frustrating, though, because if you mm. can have someone who has, you know, they start with HRT, they're doing really well on the particular preparation they're on, and it's very, um, you know, it's kind of upsetting then to have to change them to something else. It's, you know, and it, I think from their confidence, they might lose confidence going to a new preparation, have to learn how to use something new. They not, might not be as well controlled on something new. And I've women who are driving up to the north to get, you know, like they were going down to kind of 20 different pharmacies looking for um, for mm-hmm. their particular prescription. So, um, yeah, it's a, really, it's a really big issue that needs to hopefully have a bit more attention. Okay, all right. All right, but listen, thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air. We must get you on again for a longer chat because I know women are very, very interested. And again, it's worth talking about constantly all the time and the awareness should be out there, not just about cervical checks, but also about menopause as well. And I appreciate you coming on the air. Dr. Quiva Hartley, GP and owner of Menopause Health. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.